0: too much to share. We're going to be sharing and be praying. Amen. Amen. We're talking about prosperity and success in business. Right? Let me do, like I told you yesterday that I was laying foundation so today we can build. I want to start by just giving a simple definition of these two words that we're focusing on. The reason is that the definition is going to help us. Amen? It's going to help us apprehend them. Prosperity means to be successful in material terms. It means to flourish financially. I pray tonight or this morning that you will be successful in material terms. You will not be like Obanje people who can have a mansion in the river and they live in the bacha in the physical world. You have a mansion in heaven and God also bless you with a good house here or good houses here as his purpose for your life may be. May you flourish financially in the name of Jesus because that's the will of God for your life. May you flourish financially. May you flourish financially. Success means to accomplish an aim or a purpose. That's the real definition that made me feel we need to define these things so that we can we can we can learn some things from their definition. It means to accomplish an aim or a purpose. It means to attain Popularity or profit. So I made some connection. I said, okay, if to to, to have success means to attain popularity, then it begins to tell me that until you are so blessed that your blessing now makes you popular. Anybody get what I'm talking about? There are levels of blessing you can be blessed where you lack nothing and yet nobody know you. That's one level. I know there are people who are popular but they are not rich. I hope you know that. Especially faces that appear on television. You know, people think that once you appear on television, you have made it. You don't blow. No, it's not always so. But there are levels to which God prospers you financially and there is no way you cannot be popular. Whether your face appears on media platforms or not, your blessing... Can begin to project your name. As a matter of fact, it is preferable for you that your blessing projects your name than that you carry a name bigger than your blessing. When you carry a name bigger than your blessing, when people come around, it's like, ah, is this all? Now, the man be this. I have everything we they hear. But when your blessing projects your name, the more they come close to you, the more they discover how thick you are. May God make you financially in the mighty name of jesus now i also love the definition of success that talks about it as accomplishment of an aim or a purpose so that means that for you to ever claim that you are successful you have to have an aim that's what they call goal setting you have to have a purpose and then if we generalize tonight we're going to say what is your aim for being in business Wow. And what is your aim for being in the particular business you are into? Because it is known, it is now known that why you are doing what you are doing can also have a direct bearing to how much you're going to succeed or prosper in it. Come on, somebody. What is your aim? Now, I assume that generally the aim of every businessman is to, is to, is to build wealth, correct? Correct is to build wealth. Because in Igbo land, they call businessman, Ndi Ojego Achunta Ego. You know what it means? Those who use money to hunt for money. That's, that's the Igbo um, description of the word businessman. When you say businessman, if you listen to Igbo news, they will say, Onyojego Achunta Ego. Which means someone who uses money to hunt for money. That's business. So, I believe that the general we can generalize. There can be other specific aims. Do you get what I'm talking about? But the general aim of business is profit. To make money. So, now you can begin to say, So, am I making money from what I'm doing? Then that means I'm succeeding. Uh, if I'm not making money, then I'm not succeeding. Especially, I understand business experts have said, and I agree with them, that every business needs a certain time to begin to bring in profit. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, depending on your own business, talk to those who know. If the time it should start bringing in profit, it's not bringing in profit, then it means it's not being successful. If the time it should bring in profit, it starts bringing in profit, it means it's being successful. Are you getting what I'm saying? But now what I want to say in this definition before I move to another thing is general aims, general purposes, general goals are usually achieved by reason of specific smaller goals and aims that are achieved. Holy Spirit, help me to explain what I've just said. The general aim is to make money. That's why you're in business. Now, in this general aim, what are the small, small things that is going to build up to the point of making money? For example, if you aim to make money, then you must aim to work hard. Because if you aim to make money and you don't aim to work hard, then you're not going to make money. The fact that you are called businessman does not automatically land money on your laps. Am I talking to somebody? So other small, small aims must come together. Other small, small goals, other periodic goals, the goal you set for yourself from now till the first half of the year, from now till the end of this year, from now to five years time. All of those small, small goals is what brings about the birth of the achievement of the big general goal. And many times when the small, small goals are either not there or not pursued meticulously, the general big goal becomes an illusion at the end of the day. May your goal not be an illusion in Jesus' name. I didn't hear somebody say, may your goal not be an illusion in Jesus' name. And the more I read the word of God, the more I watch and observe life, the more I I discover that the more you are able to focus on specific goals and pursue them to a logical conclusion, the more you see yourself growing and achieving something. Praise God. So hold that. Hold that. Tell your neighbor, hold that. Now, the scripture we read yesterday in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 says to us if you want to have that good success and enjoy that, make your way prosperous, then the book of the law must not depart out of your mouth. This book of the law. Praise the living God. Now, before, what, what I want to do this morning is to Again show us maybe some new things, maybe remind us some old things, because if this book of the law will not depart out of your mouth, but you will meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then shall for so shall I make thy way prosperous and have good success. Then we must know what is written inside this book of the law concerning me as a businessman. What is written inside this book of the law? are you getting what I'm saying? Now you may not open the Bible and see Mr. Mr. Uh, or the King George Mukoma. you may not open the Bible and see that. You may not open the Bible and see the King Israel Kenya. But if you are a businessman, you may not even open the, new, the, the King James Bible and see businessman. But when you connect your goal, your aim, you remember the aim, the aim is to do what? Come on, help me. What's the aim of business? To make money. So when you open the book of the law and see what that book says it takes to make money, then you know it's talking to you. You, I won't see Henry Young in the Bible. But anywhere I see the Bible talking to a pastor, I know it's talking to me. Anywhere I see the Bible talking to a shepherd, I know it's talking to me. So as a businessman, your aim is to make money, praise God. Anywhere you see the Bible, addressing people who want to make money, you know it's talking to you. Praise the Lord. And what you should do is to be able to know those things and to be able to walk by them. Remember I said it is the meticulous pursuit to conclusion of the small, small aims that bring about the achieving of the general and the big aim. Praise God. So, I'm going to be dealing with that This morning, but before I enter into that, I want to, I want to, I want to, how do I put what I want to say? I want to make some allusions. I want to allude some things. I want us to learn some things. I want to waken our consciousness to certain practical things through the scripture that refers us to this book. Everybody say with me, this book. This book. Two things are of importance to me there tonight. One, the concept of book. And two, the concept of law. I found out that somehow, if you are able to have a good grasp of these two concepts, there can be a revolution in your life. There can be a revolution in your life. Let's read Joshua 1.8 one more time, please. Everybody, one, to go. Oh, I want us to read it like there's fire in our bones. One, two, go, everybody. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Amen. And I said two things I want us to explore a little bit. Before we come back here to see what is written in this very book of the law, and the two things I want us to explore is number one, the concept of books or a book, and then the concept of law. Number one, are you ready? A book is symbolic of historical record or recorded history. Hmm, You say, What has that got to do with my business? You'll find out when we read this, when we finish reading the scripture. A book is symbolic of history recorded or historical records. Genesis 5.1. Open your ears very clearly tonight. Genesis 5.1. Media, can you help me be fast? This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him this is the book of the generations history okay what has that got to do with me as a businessman please listen carefully those who don't know negative history repeat it if you Trade in water. A good knowledge of the history of water business in your location will do you a lot of good. Nobody heard what I said. Do you know why some people invest a lot of times and lose their money? They do not understand the terrain they want to enter. And there is no better way to understand the terrain you want to enter than to check the history of those who have entered there before. There is something that happens in football, and it fascinates me. If Manchester United want to play a football match against Liverpool, when you try to interview the coaches, they will start telling you about history. Why do they talk about history? Because history shows you two things. Number one, possibilities. Number two, pitfalls. Why did MMM catch people in Nigeria? Because they did not learn from the history of Omana Iomana. That's the only reason. Probably some did not even know. Hello. Hello. So what are you saying tonight? When you hear this book, let's live of the law first, shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate there in day and night, for then shall thou make thy way prosperous and thou shalt have good success. You understand that to be able to be successful in life, I need to know how to deal with books. Come on. And one of the things I'm going to need to deal with about books is understanding history. How certain things work. Why am I even looking for a far and distant example? When we started right to international school, I knew nothing about starting a school. I believed everything the first admin told me. And I invested... And I had expectations, and things did not work according to my expectations. What I thought I would see the first month of starting the school was not what I saw, and I was unhappy. But everybody that owns a school that we talk to, when they say, How many students do you have? I will say, 20 something. They say, What? For a start, that is great. <laughs> Papi Chiu said to us, when they started their school, they started with four. And they, among the think, two are his children. And I'm like, they didn't tell me that this is how this thing happened. But the simple thing I was able to understand, I told mommy, I said, look, there is no big crime in this. But if I knew that you do not start school with 150, I, we were not in any way in need to invest as much as we did. We had, if we knew that starting would be about 20-something, we had enough to start 20-something. I don't know if I'm talking to anyone. I remember when we were making budget for the, for the IT lab. And the administrator said to me, I said... How many, how many, do you call it pieces of, how many pieces of systems are you buying? He said, well, let's buy like 60 or 70. So I said, why do we need 60 or 70? And he analyzed everything he analyzed. Now. We didn't buy up to 60 or 70 because we didn't have money to buy up to 60 or 70. But if we had money, I would have bought 60 or 70. And yet, since they started, all I know is at one time, they don't have more than four children in the lab. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. If I knew that four or five, because JS1 will not be there and and the basic five is there at the same time. So if I knew that at one time, we may not have more than five or six children in the lab. I would have bought like five or six pieces. But then, we have more than that. I think we have up to 15 or 20. Huh? No, no, no. It's not six or five. It's not. I, I was the one that approved the bind. So, you enter and some systems are un- unoccupied. Nobody's using it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Why why do we have to invest in what nobody's using? Because we didn't have history. Hello? This is one area that Nigerian businessmen don't worry about. Let me throw another one. Because I'm still trying to get your interest. Do you know if you just checked Buhari's history? As military president, we will not be where we are now. Very true. Very true. Everything he was, everything Nigeria experienced when he was military president, we are experiencing exactly the same, but in larger proportions. <laughs> it was under his military leadership that Ronald Reagan put placed. A ban on Nigerians from traveling to America. After his time, we've not had it again. Now we're having it again. Under another president. Because we are hardly interested in history. And life is such that those who do not learn from history, especially negative one, repeat it. It is my prayer tonight. No negative history will repeat in your life and family. In the mighty name of Jesus. You know it would be nice, if there's anybody who has ever risen and fallen in your family, sit somebody that knows that and say, how did it happen? That uncle, that auntie, that brother, that sister that rose to that level and fell, tell me what thing happens, sir. You know, chances are that by the time they told you, by the time they tell you, step by step, point by point, all the ways of such who rose and fell, you may even see some ways you're already walking in. And you will start eliminating them. And that way you avoid the fall. Hello? Hello? Don't make the mistake others have made before. If you make it, you're not smart. One of the ways to be smart is if you want to make mistakes, make new ones. No, I cannot tell you that you won't make mistakes. Then you are not human anymore. Hello? But don't make the one somebody has already made and paid the price for making it. Learn from This person did this, and this is what happened. So, I'm not going to do that, so this doesn't happen. Say amen to that. So, when the Bible tells you this book shall not depart, the Bible is not only a book of laws, it's a book of history. Why do you think if you go into the book of Kings and Chronicles, first Kings, second Kings, first Chronicles, second Chronicles, all you keep seeing is the acts of King Jeroboam from this to that? And all that he did. Are they not written? Why are they being written? They are being written so that you will learn. Yes. Praise God. One of the biggest challenge human being has had staying in the blessing of God is refusing to keep God's regulations. That's, that's, that's the story of Adam. In fact now grace people want us to, uh, to believe that There's no more regulation. (laughs) God has never done anything. God has never given any privileges without regulations. From Genesis to Revelation. Whenever God gives you a privilege, whenever God gives you a promise, whenever God gives you a blessing, whenever God puts a purpose in your life, the next thing you will see is a regulation will follow. After the regulation, a temptation will follow. It is your ability to stand the temptation and not break the regulation that brings you into the blessing. That's how God has always been. From Genesis to Revelation, he hasn't changed. Adam, see the garden. Enjoy. But don't eat this one. Because that element of instruction and obedience is what keeps him as God over you. If you have to do everything the way you like, then you become God over yourself. So I want to advise every business you are into and every business you're planning to go into, study a little bit about it. Check the background. Can I hear you say amen? Somebody was telling me in Lagos when I was in Lagos last weekend, Somebody was telling me about one of the, the, the arrowheads of the message of hyper grace. That he put something, he preached something. What was he? What, what was it? That he started attacking rapture and the coming of Christ. And one more thing, and the end of time. And the people that used to believe in him started attacking him. So he said to me, Daddy, you know, you said they will fizzle out. But it's happening so fast. How did I know they would fizzle out? Because they were not the first people that tried this. Those who have tried it before have fizzled out. One of the biggest churches that propounded hyper-grace in the UK ended up being bought over by a Catholic church. It's... Happens like wildfire. They are everywhere. The same way, you know. Have you seen fire in Hamatan? It's burning everywhere. It doesn't last long, it goes down. History. History. Learn the history of what you want to do. You know, when you learn such history, you might even discover that some businesses have lifespans. That if you are able to give it your best shot within so soon number of years, you make it. But if you drag it and linger in it until the time of of its opportunity closes down, then you begin to say, what happened to me? May you not be among those that will say, what happened to me? In the mighty name of Jesus. May you not say, what happened to me? May you be among those that will profit. Number two, did you receive anything from there? Number two, books are symbolic, or a book is symbolic of something that must not be forgotten. Put it in another language is a key for experience. Everybody say key for experience. Oh, you're too quiet for my liking tonight. Is it because I'm talking about books? Because somebody said if you want to hide something from a black man, put it inside a book. Why are you proving them through tonight? Everybody say books. If I ask a question tonight, how many of us here buy any gadget and settle down to read the instruction manual from beginning to the end? Forget it is not in our culture. Hello? I remember when God blessed me with my first V-boot. That car came with four, four instruction books. Four. Do you know what? I never read one one day. The day I gave the car, I gave it with the books. I wish that God can correct this relationship between us and books. because it's a serious matter. Books are symbolic of experience. Most books, not every book is good, not every book is important, but most good books are documentation of somebody's experience. Hello? And if you're going to tread the same path the person has treaded, if you can just read this book, you will learn in... One hour of reading what it took him years of experimenting and failing to learn. You can sit on your library table and learn in one hour what it took a man 30 years to understand. That is the power of books. Let's read a scripture. Hello. So, if you decide to develop a book mentality or books mentality over your area of business, you're likely going to get free experiences that people paid with trial and error for 20 years to get. Is that not better? Talk to me, somebody. Talk to me, somebody. Exodus 17, verse 14. Exodus 17 verse 14. Listen to me. One of the reasons businesses do not do not run as soon as they hit the ground is lack of experiences. Hello? I don't know if I'm talking to anybody. Experience is so important in everything you do in life. And the only way to gain experience if you do not want to gain it by your own trial and error try and fail try again and fail try again and fail is to console the knowledge of those who have done it before hello am I talking to anybody at all these, these are practical truths Practical facts about life. About business. Can I hear you say amen? amen? There are some things I have had to learn in ministry. After years of experiencing pain. And then I will turn around and I will say to mommy. Maybe so, so, so and so our mentor. Maybe this is why he used to behave like this. But if I just had been a little humbler. To, to learn or ask and imbibe their own culture which is gotten from their own experience. I wouldn't have experienced the pains that is making me learn it now. So don't be like me. Amen. <laughs> don't be like me in that area. In every good thing, be like me. But in being adamant until you see pain and learn, don't be like me. Learn from those who have gone ahead of you say a louder amen Amen. and the lord said unto moses write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the ears of joshua for i will utterly put out the remembrance of amalek from under the heavens why does god do you think god is a god of malice come on talk to me does god look to you like a god of malice does god look to you like a god that keeps a record of, of 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 painful things? why would he say write this one in a book It is so that in times to come, the children of Israel will have experience of how to deal with Amalekites. But you know some of you, you have dealt with Amalekites 50 times. You still have no experience. Because you don't write down nothing. Some of you have dealt with Hittites. Hittites have hit you many times. And yet, you are not learning because you don't understand the importance of books. Books give you experience. Hello? So, when he told you, This book shall not depart, he's telling you, Don't let go of the experiences you will learn from here. Did I talk to anybody? Don't let go. Don't let go. Don't let go. Don't let go. Number, is it three or four? Number three, books. Books are symbolic of behavioral guidelines. Mm, I like this one. Books are symbolic. Books symbolizes. Books stand for guidelines for behaving. Listen carefully. For every height. In life, there is a befitting behavioral pattern. That is why. What do I use for an example? That is why if you if you become if you get into an office that is high today, people will be hired to teach you certain behaviours. Hello? People will be hired to teach you certain behaviors. I am told, let the lawyers in the house correct me if I'm wrong, that when you go to Nigerian law school, before you graduate from the law school, there's a law dinner. Correct? Now, in this law dinner, you are going to have to know how to use cutleries. If they give you chicken with bone, you must know, if you love to chew bone, you must know how to use and knife to eat your bone. If you miss a dinner, you won't graduate. Wow! Wow! If you miss a love dinner, you won't graduate. Why? The dinner itself is a finishing part of the school. You, you can't graduate if you don't pass the ethics of the dinner. Okay, what if I decide that you see the dinner I no one chop? It's not by force. I will attend it. It's part of the requirement for your passing out. I want to think because it is it is seen that for you to be a learned gentleman, you can't go to dinner with any dignitaries and be behaving inappropriately. There's a posture, there's a carriage before I can be a lawyer. Why don't we just say, "See, oh boy, as I be judge case, give me this gown and give me this wig. Let me go out." I know what I have learned from school. Live dinner. Now food that they go chop for cut. Hello? But that's a typical example of the fact that there is an accepted behavioral pattern for every level in life. Hello? So now, if all your life you attended primary school in your village, you attended secondary school in your village, you now manage to squeeze into the university somewhere, and you are planning to graduate as a lawyer one day, even if you have been used to even using your fingers to eat rice in your village, you have to start learning how to use cutleries. Otherwise, you will not graduate. That is a behavior for that office. Hello? Hello? That is a behavior for that office. And what I'm saying tonight is that books, kind of, they are, they are meant to help you understand the behavior for certain levels of life. They are meant to mold behavioral patterns. Hello there. Hello there. And I believe, apart from the law, the, the, law, the, the legal profession, I believe that everything in life that is meaningful, there is a way those who succeed in it behave. Everything in life. At least in, in my field. As a minister. If I, I I I I have learned so much that if I see a minister that is starting out, if I see two ministers that start starting out, I can tell who we fail and I can tell who will succeed. I'm telling you. I can tell. I I know a ministerial behavior and I just know you see this one. Why do you think the Bible says many are called but few are chosen? It is not that those who fail were not called. But after you have been called, there is a behavioral pattern. Hello. I used to have a pastor. I, I wouldn't call him young because he's older than me. He's older than me with about three years. But he used to submit to me for mentoring. And every single thing going on in his village, he will leave service. Do you understand? They are doing chieftaincy title in his village on Saturday. For that reason, he will not be in service on Sunday. And I told him, I kept them, I said, You will fail. You will fail if you continue like this. You will fail if you continue. Like this. He didn't listen to me, but cut the long story short, the church closed up. Wow. Hello. Now let's leave ministry, because it's not ministers conference. In every field where you operate as a businessman, there are behavioral patterns for success. Find it. And as long as they are not unscriptural, follow it. (laughs) There are behavioral patterns for success and there are behavioral patterns for failure. Always check the way I am going about this. How many people have gone about it the way I am going about it and succeeded? And then also check the majority or everyone who has succeeded in this field, how did they go about it? Praise God. Let's read the scripture. I just hope that I'm helping somebody tonight. Exodus 24 verse 7. Exodus 24 verse 7. There was a church that me and mommy went many years ago in the nation of Malaysia. In, in Malaysia level of church development and growth, it was a big church. It was a big church. If you want to categorize them, you will categorize them as the people I call category B of big ministers the category A are the biggest ones the category B are the ones next to the biggest ones this man falls into the category B you can count on your finger how many churches in Malaysia I think we didn't see more than three churches in Malaysia that were bigger than that church but when I saw their entire behavioral pattern I said this will not stand As big as it was. When I saw how they do things. When I saw the subtility, the craftiness, the manipulation. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. When I saw the... Another thing we saw there was subtle racism. The prayerlessness. One of the things we saw was... They have black choir. And they have white choir. Yeah. And the, the, the black choir was than the white choir, but because white choir is white choir, white choir have to sing in bigger services. So, at the end of the conference, the man called us to his office and said, do you want to join my network? I said, no. I said, no. He said, why? I said, don't worry. (laughs) One of my One of the persons we met there that said he's led to be my friend. He's a pastor from Philippines. He came out and told me that, they told him that we refuse to join, to be part of their ministry network. Why? I told him this thing will crash. I first told him there's no need talking. He said, no, tell me. I said, because if I tell you, you people already believe that Nigerians are proud. So if I tell you now, you will still count it as the pride of Nigerians. But he insisted and I told him Well (laughs) I don't know if that's his reason But after that discussion we've never had a discussion again He never called us But the church crashed Why? I saw a behavioral Pattern that is Not compatible with kingdom System Every believer's Life is supposed to be An extension of heaven's operating System so once you, once you see a church, it doesn't matter how big. If it is not an extension of the way the kingdom of God functions, it will crash. And he took the book, Exodus 24 verse 7, of the covenant. And read in the audience of the people. And they said... All that the Lord had said, we will do and be obedient. What did they hear for them to now promise they'll be obedient? It wasn't promises they had, they heard demands of how to behave that if you're a child of God you have to do like this. If you're a child of God, you have to live like this. If you're a child of God, you cannot do like this. And they said, you see this behavioral pattern, you told us. That's what we're, we're going to do. Amen. Amen. Books are symbolic of patterns of behavior. So check the pattern of behavior you are exhibiting in your business And check whether those who exhibited it succeeded. If they did not make a change right now. Can I hear you say louder amen. Amen. If you find out the way I am behaving in my business. Those who behave like this in this business did not succeed. Make a change right now. Make a change right now. Hello there. I, I, I went to play football one day. And I heard some of our boys talking about high-profile professional footballers. And they were of the opinion that these high-profile professional footballers are drug addicts. They're into drugs. And I was amazed. Now, here is the problem that would have caused for them. They too would have gone into drugs because they want to be like those people. Come on. But I told them that day. I said, no, you're wrong. Because, you know, Nigerians were so used to manipulating systems that we believe everything is manipulable. I say no, you're wrong. They have very serious anti-doping agencies overseas. If you do that, they're going to catch you. And if they catch you, they will strip you of every honor you've gotten and you will, not, you will be banned for life. They said, no, pastor, you don't understand. These boys are all drug boys. I said, apart from that, let's even. They said they bribe the anti doping agency. I said, look at you because you're a Nigerian. But apart from that, apart from that, I told them, I said, listen, there are certain things that a professional footballer cannot do and succeed. Number one, he can't do drugs. Number two, he can't do too much alcohol. Number three, he cannot be a womanizer. Because football is a game of stamina. You can do drugs when you want to do 100 meters. Not when you want to play football for 90 minutes. You will fall down and collapse in the pitch. Because the fire of drugs burns for a few minutes. And after it leaves you empty. I explained these things to them. After explaining to them, some of them began to understand. Hello? And it wasn't too long. I was following a football documentary and they were picking people, individuals. I mentioned one person, not many people here know him except you have been following football for a long time, Carlos Tevez. As, as, I told you the day they were doing that documentary. From the same neighborhood and the same town, the same playground where Carlos Tevez was picked, there was another player that was better than Carlos Tevez. But the difference between him and Carlos Tevez, because it was a drug-infested neighborhood, he chose to be consuming drugs. Carlos Tevez was told, if you want to play football, stay away from drugs. He stayed away from drugs. He got to the top. This one decided to do drugs and never went out of Argentina. Hello? Hello? Hello, every every success has a compatible character. Every success has a compatible character. There's a character that fits it. That's why you find out that in life it looks as if if you serve somebody that is doing this and you serve well and serve closely, you are likely going to do that. You know why? Because as you serve, you learn the behavior. Hey. Hey, are we together here? There is a character, there's a behavioral pattern for every for every position of success. And books reminds you of that. How who behaved and how who fared. I was talking about footballers. You, you 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 can't do it. Drugs, smoking, drinking, you won't go far. In fact, for a footballer to go for, he can't even eat everything. There are specific diets, specific measures of meals at specific times. So that he can be fit, so that he can be strong, so that he can be healthy. Those are behaviors. Those are behaviors. Sometimes, sometimes I go to our, our pitch to play and I joke with the boys. I will ask them, I say, how many of you here want to play professional football? You want to go to Europe and play professional football? I want to pray. They say, ah, daddy, please, oh, me, oh, me, I will tell them, I say, go and find work. He say, but I'm a good footballer. I say, yes. Skill, excellent. But character, zero. I told them some time ago, I said, you won't come to train if there is a small drizzle of rain. And you want to go and play with people who play when it is snowing. It won't work. (laughs) Who is the person that God has ordained for another level of success. Find a character. Find, there is a character for success. One man of God I respect, he preached a message some time ago that blessed me. He titled it, The Character of Champions. He said, look, for every champion, there is a character. There's a pattern of behavior that leads you To become a champion in your field. Are we together? There is a pattern of behavior. May God give you that pattern of behavior. That amen, I would like it to be better. May God give you that pattern of behavior. That is going to get you to the place of success. The next thing I want to say, books are symbolic of documented plans and strategies. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed many things that Brother King Slumar said in his class. But one of the things that caught my attention is they get an accountant or a bookkeeper you know, one of the problems some of us have in this part of the world is that we, we have poor bookkeeping attitude. No records. People just want to dabble in and say, Daddy, don't spoil. give us money to repair them. Do you experience that? Sir? When you ask them, what spoilt inside? When last did we fix that thing? They feel as if, why are you asking too many questions? Hello, sumo pump don't spoil. Buy another one. You ask them sumo pump. When last did we buy sumo pump? I no no. Why should we be buying another sumo pump? Because it don't spoil. If you spend money like that, if criminals get into your system, they'll finish you. I got to a point. I told my people: there is anything that spoils? If you don't give me a written record. Of when it was last fixed I will hold you responsible for 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 Tea free (laughs) Don't come and tell me Sequoia Tyre is down When last did we buy Tyre Bring out your paper You don't know when last we bought you didn't keep paper Go and use your money and fix it So that you start keeping record Books are symbolic of plans and strategies. People who don't write don't have a plan. Let me tell you something. I have learned, one of those lessons I have learned painfully about money. When you don't write down what you're going to do with money, when money shows up, you would have finished it before you remember what is important. time. I don't know whether money has a spirit. That the moment it comes, the important things will fly out of your head. Then needs will rush. Have you ever got an alert of payment and somebody in the village that does not know you got money will just send you a text requesting for money. Who tell them? spirit of money (laughs) it's like something used to do everybody rush Your money has come who understands what I'm talking about this is one reason some people are broke it's not that God did not bless them but but people who have written plans before the money came they've written down when I get this, I'm going to do this. When I get this, I'm going to do this. When I get this, I'm going to. The moment the money comes, they start applying to the things they've written. They are never wasteful. And sometimes you may call them wicked. Yes, sir. Stingy. <laughs> Uncle, you just received payment now. Why am I the one million? He said, no, take, 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 take 50,000. He said, this, Mamba. The payment he just received, now he's giving me 50,000. He already has plans. Somebody said, money you did not plan, we plan you. <laughs> you don't plan for your spending, <laughs> your spending will ambush. Did you see the scripture say, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little falling of the arm. So shall not your poverty, because God will not let you have poverty. The poverty of those people who love too much sleep will come like a traveler. You know who a traveler is? Somebody you were not expecting, just knock on your door. And not just that the poverty will come like a traveler. They want, want, you know what is want? To do, will come like an armed man. Have you thought about that scripture? That there will be no physical armed robber. It's wants that will come as armed robbers to want to take off that money. Hello? One of the things I am learning again is as you see strategic and important needs in life, note them down before the money shows up. It helps you spend wisely. Glory to God in the highest. And God save you that money coming festive period. (laughs) Joshua chapter 18 verse 9. Joshua chapter 18, verse 9. Documented plans and strategies. You can call them formulas for performance. Hello? I find out that some of the people that achieve great things in life are people who are used to some important routine. This is what they do on a daily basis. This is what they do on a daily basis. Do you understand what I'm saying? They wake up, they pray, they eat, they fellowship with their family, they go to work, they come back, they go to church, they go to their house, they pray, they sleep, they wake up, they pray, they fellowship with their family, they eat, they go to work, they come back from work, they go to church. Routine. People who are here and there. One man of God said something many years ago that blessed me. He said, A a sword that is not pointed can never be sharp. If you see a sword, one face go this side, one face go this side, another face go this side, another face go this side. Use it and cut and see whether you cut anything. But the sharper a sword, the more pointed the edge. Because it's focused. It has direction. Glory to God. Joshua 18, verse 9. And the men went and passed through the land and described it by cities into seven parts in a book. They were passing through the land to spy. They said, let's take a book. As they were walking, they said, okay, we've walked through the land. Okay, now from here to here, look at it like this is one city then like this is one already in a book they have planned how to share the land already in a book there was a strategy of the sharing formula that is why not once did the children of israel fight one another for land The only fight they had to do was to fight the enemy who was occupying the land. As soon as they drove the enemy out and Israel took possession, Dan did not fight Naphtali. Judah did not fight Reuben because there was a strategy, there was a plan. Look at your neighbor and say, Plan. Oh, I didn't hear you. Look at your neighbor and say, Plan. Learn the habit of planning. Plan your time. Plan your money. Plan your day. I don't know if I'm talking to anybody. Some people don't plan time. They don't plan time. They don't plan time. One of the things I was taught in an administrative management school I attended some years ago that I was grateful for is life and time management. Haven't you seen that when people die, somebody that has lived 100 years, he was a high chief in his community. He was a diplomat for his country. He was a multimillionaire, or if you like, a billionaire. He had 10 skyscrapers and 52 mansions. Once he dies, he had three PhDs. Two master's degrees or three master's degrees and so many first degrees. Once he dies, they will just say chief. Okafor. 1900 okay, okay, to 2000 2000- whenever. Everything he was has been summarized into time. It tells you that time describes your life. Have you noticed that when people die, when they tell you, when somebody tells you, Ah, I beg go just uh, pray with me. My father just died. The next thing you say is, how old? <laughs> Time summarizes life. And yet some people spend it like it's nothing. Time is one thing that once it is spent, you can get it back. And yet some people spend it like they have it in abundance. Time is one thing you don't have too much. And some people spend it like they have a central bank of it. How do you mean, pastor? You see somebody who wants to cook, for example, lunch. Should I use lunch? It's supposed to be ready by 3. She's still watching movie till 1.30. By 1.30, it will now off the television and head for the market. Oh, bathroom first. There's no way that lunch can be ready by, by two, 3 o'clock. There are sometimes I used to battle this with some of my children. We, today is service. This is 5 o'clock. What are you doing? He said, I want to rest first. I said, by 5 p.m. You want to, my friend, get up! Go and dress up. So I realized that time wastage is children's thing. Not for adults. Plan your time. I also found out that a time you didn't plan, something will steal it. You know, sometimes when we see very big men And I pray and prophesy over you that God will make you one of them. Very soon. You see very big men, when you invite them for functions, they don't sit down from the beginning to the end. And you think they are just forming. They are not forming. Their times are planned. Somebody has whispered to him, Your Excellency, it's 2 o'clock. You're supposed to be in the other function to open that road by 2.30. And we have... 25 minutes to drive from here to there You see him stand up, he's gone Hello? That's why you see big men You're doing a function and you give them card, the program is starting by left They say, when do you want me to be there? Because they have other things they want to do with their time Hello? Hello? Two things are very inevitable ingredients in money making labor and time Once there is a proper usage of time and labor, money will be made. I don't know if I'm talking to anybody. I enjoyed one man. I was listening to one man. He was having a conversation with somebody at the airport one day. I enjoyed it. I don't know that he was lying or not, but I just enjoyed it. He told the man, he said, don't waste my time. I make money by minutes. Every minute I spend with you here talking nonsense, I'm losing money. So if you have nothing to offer, I need to get out now. Wow. Wow. Hello. Don't joke with time of business appointments. Can I hear you say amen? Amen. And most importantly, don't joke with the time your client expected you to deliver. One of the things that kill business relationships is disappointment of time i expected you to have delivered this good on tuesday by friday your phone is not still going any 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 client you treat like that let me tell you something he's already looking for an alternative to you he's already lo- the only reason the person is still dealing with you is that he hasn't found an alternative the day he finds an alternative to you your business with him has ended time and all it takes you is to plan your time well can i hear you say amen, amen. plan your time well plan your time well strategize with your time plan your money plan everything praise god plan how you manage the people you deal with second 2 kings 2020 20. Sometimes when people want to see me and we tell somebody, come by one o'clock, you come by 1.30, you come by two o'clock. We are trying to avoid something. Somebody said to Pastor G one day, Why should I come by that time? Is he not my pastor? Can't I see my pastor anytime I like? Oh, yes. If your pastor was God. And had the ability to see everybody at the same time. You can see him anytime you like. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Anybody understand what I'm talking about? But as long as your pastor is a human being that can only attend to one human being at a time, there are two ways. If you come anytime you like, you wait till anytime he's free. And so we plan those things to avoid keeping people waiting, to avoid keeping a congested crowd in the office. So by the time you are coming in, the person that to is to see me before you is almost rounding up plan your appointments don't have two clients you want to meet with one client in um in in uh, what do they call it in a uh, lagos bus stop in town and you want to meet with another client in obibo and you give two of them 2pm by friday I will see you 2 p.m. Friday, Friday. Where are we meeting? He said, Obebo, Obebo, I'll be there 2 p.m. by Friday. Uh, then this one comes, uh, Pastor, can we see by 2 p.m. on Friday? Yes, where are you meeting? He said, Lagos bus stop. He said, 2 p.m. by Friday. Then you disappoint. You disappoint. Hello? I wish we had enough time to talk about integrity today. Listen, integrity is one thing. If you apply it in business, it will look as if it's not moving fast. But Don't worry. You will prosper and you will endure. Amen. You will prosper. Praise God. Second Kings twenty twenty and the rest of the acts of Hezekiah and all his might and how he made a pool and a conduit and brought water into the city. This is the first man to introduce pipe bomb water. Are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? So, how he did it was written there. It's called performance pattern. Books show you about patterns of performance. You can see it and you can know how to do it. Hello? Anything you do not know how to do in your area of business. Don't live in assumption. Don't cover ignorance. Ask question. How do they do this? The people that do this, how do they get it? The people that made this one happen, how did they make it happen? By the time you know, by the time you know, you will see the edge you have. Glory to God. By the time you know what you are supposed to know, you will see the edge you have. After Hezekiah, many kings came and they couldn't do the same thing. Why? Because they refused to consult the book. Why don't you pick up the book and ask the people that were in the days of Hezekiah? The Bible says there was a how he made the pool. Please tell me you were there that time. May the Lord give you grace. May the Lord give you grace. Is he making sense now? Is he making sense now? Have you ever been, I have been there, but I, 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 I overcame that after two times of making that mistake. Have you ever been there where you did something and when you needed to do that same thing again because you don't have a, docu- a documented record of how you did it. You are not there. How did I even do it the other time? Oh. I've experienced it. Let's do this thing we did before. How did we even do it? How did we even do it? And you're cracking your head. (laughs) There is how much your head can remember. And there is for how long your head can retain. But what is written is written. Once you open the book, you remember it. Can I hear you say amen? amen? Listen to this. Listen to this. Let me tell you this. Some of the most ineffective people in life are people who don't write down anything. The way not many people said yes shows me many people are guilty. (laughs) So I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. If you are not the kind of person that writes down things, chances are that you are absolutely ineffective. Effective people are writers. They write, they keep records, they keep documents. Hello? Hello? enter into the office of many top people you will see something pasted on the wall to do list for the day they did not assume that they would remember they wrote it and pasted it there anytime they turn they see it's okay and anyone they do they tick anyone they do they tick that's how many that's how effective people achieve great things can I hear you say I will be like that that's how they achieve great things. They write. They document. Oh Jesus help your people. Can I pray a prayer for you? May the anointing to keep records come upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus. A book is a symbol of a guide to precision and accuracy. A book is a symbol of a guide. is a, a guide to how to be precise and how to be accurate in your operations. Glory to God. I don't know whether I should keep reading scriptures or I should just mention the rest so we can at least get over this first segment and pray. Joshua chapter 23. Joshua twenty three. Be ye, verse six, please. Joshua twenty three verse six. Be ye therefore very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, that ye may sorry that ye turn not aside, dear from to the right hand or to the left hand. Hold on a minute. What if Moses just came? Gave them the law and didn't write nothing. Joshua 23, verse 6. I say, a book is a guide to precision and accuracy in your operations. Do you know that if you lay hand on, the, on a book that a good chef uses as a recipe? Hello? A good chef has a book of how he combines and blends the things he cooks. Do you know if you follow every detail, your food will taste like his own? Yes, sir. Is that simple. It's that very simple. If you see his book, you say to cook kekefia, three heads of plantain. You carry three heads of plantain. Half spoon of salt, You put half spoon of salt, two tablespoons of oil, palm oil. You put if you follow that when you finish cooking and ask those who know his food to test, they will think he did it. Yes, sir. That is how much a book can help you be precise in your operations. Praise the Lord. There's something I used to ask sometimes. I found people who cook something, they cook it the first day, it tastes differently. From when they cook it the second day, different taste, different color. Then when they cook it the third day, the third taste and the third color. Then when they cook, if they cook one thing five times, it will have five different tastes, five different colors. And I always ask mommy, is it the same person that is cooking this thing? Can't you just, the, the day you cook the one they say is sweet, can't you just take a pen and a paper and write exactly what you did and repeat it? You cook it five times. Five different tastes, five different colors. My ma, ma. But here, such things, the person doesn't know that the problem is that I have a bad relationship with books. Ah. There was a time many years ago. Listen carefully. I felt so sick that I thought I would die. I was even having revelations. Revelations. Dreams. So I said, God, okay. I wanted to live long, but if this is how you want it, no problem. In the morning, I just went to see a doctor. And I started describing, you know, when you meet a doctor as a pastor, you don't want to tell him spiritual experience. You just want to tell him the physical thing going on in your body. Because you feel you understand the spiritual mother. him. So I was telling the doctor all that I was feeling in my body. He just put his hand in his briefcase, brought out a small, small pamphlet, small book, and opened the page. As I was talking, he would look. He said, say, uh-huh. Then when I stopped, he now asked me, were you having some dreams like this, like this? I said, yes! He said, did you take any cipro tablet? I say, yeah. How did you know? He said, every is in this book. Everything you have described is the way cipro tablets react when people who don't need it use it. Who gave you? I say, it's one pastor. <laughs> He said why? Ah now, Pastor, give me now. He said, Why? I said, Because I was coughing and I've taken cough syrup, it's not going. And the pastor says a lady pastor, he said, my husband was coughing like that. And the cough was not going. So we went to hospital, very nice hospital, and they gave him this tablet and it knocked it off. So he gave me, he said, Look, Pastor, no key yourself. What cost his own cough is different from what cost your own cough. So he needed it, but you don't need it. I, I thought I was terribly sick. He just said, okay, I will give you something to neutralize it. How many tablets have you taken? I told him. Because it's about 500 milligrams, and I've taken about six already. He said, that's 3,000. He said, that's much. He said, okay, I'll just give you something that will neutralize it. But I was thinking it was spiritual. And as I was talking, what did I say he did? He brought out a little book. Books will help you analyze things. Knowledge is power. If the people that wrote that book did not write that book, probably that doctor would not have been able to help me. But why did I think it's spiritual? And he thinks it's not spiritual. And he gave me something and I became fine. Because he knew. He had a book. I don't have the book. You know one of the biggest challenge in Nigeria especially for those who do businesses that has to do with craft. We often think we've learned it. You send your 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 your, your auntie's poor son to go and learn mechanic. The moment he can change plug, clean it. What else? Huh? Change tire. He has become a mechanic. <laughs> then people bring cars he will murder the car and come to church and tell pastor to pray for him that witch is attacking him are you with me? and I always tell people I say look if what is given you to handle has develops more fault than it had before it was given you don't know what you're doing you don't know praise God Please keep books. Can I hear you say amen? Go for knowledge. Can I hear you say amen? Read what people who have done it well wrote. It will help you be precise. It will help you be accurate. Amen. Amen. A book is also a symbol of analysis of operations and results. A book symbolizes analysis. Analysis of operations and results. Sometimes, if you are able to document... Everybody say with me, document. Please help me now. Say document. If you are able to document your operations... Your activities... How you carried out a business transaction... And the result it gave you... It's likely going to help you improve on that kind of business next time. Because in that documentation... If you have ever written something and you you write something by yourself, you keep it. Go back to that thing you wrote one month ago, read it, you will see errors. You will see something you feel like changing. Everybody that writes books know what I'm talking about. Those that write thesis and articles and all that know what I'm talking about. The same thing has happened. You were you had a you had a, a business transaction with this man from the negotiation to the execution. To the payment, if you document everything, when the business is over, and you go back and look at what you've documented, every step you took and what it resulted in, where there was challenge and how you resolved the challenge, you may have just developed a skill that will make you better next time. But the problem is that sometimes we don't write. We have no record. I have done his job, he has paid me my money. That's the end of the matter. Nothing written. So by the time I have that kind of job again, I say, how did I do his own? How did I do his own? How did I do his own? Then if I made some mistakes in his own that reduced my profit, I repeat the same mistakes again. Because I did not document. Hello. Hello. Some time ago we went to Lagos and I sent mommy to buy me some things. Mommy does not like buying how do I put it? Let me not say she doesn't, like, she doesn't like buying expensive things. She doesn't like it. She's very concerned about price. About price. Don't follow mommy to market. She will price, she will drag five naira for the next two hours. No, madam, not be so. It can't be 255 naira now. You give me 250. She will go around the market looking for, sorry, yeah. She will go, let me shift more. She will go around the market looking for who will remove that five naira. I don't have that kind of strength. So what I do is I send her. And one day, by that same grace, it's a grace, something she had bought for me, I can't remember the amount, but she just found out somewhere they sell the same quality for half the price she bought it before. Question. Question. What if she didn't remember how much she bought the other one? And that they made, I don't like the price. I was very happy. When she came back and told me, Guess what? I found a place. She said, she said It's just a, a stone. She said, This Lagos, eh, it's just a stone. True. It's as if these, the people she bought from the first time went to buy from these people and just shifted like a pole and displayed their own oh that's what they do (laughs) but if you don't remember how you bought before how will you know document your operations can I hear you say amen oh yes I said document your operations can I hear you say amen document it document it how you operated analyze it then the result you got was your customer happy at the end of the day does he have reason to want to deal with you again? Document the challenges. Document everything. When the heat of the business is down and you look at what you have written, you will learn something. The Lord will help you in Jesus' name. First Samuel, I'm tempted. Okay, let's just do what we can. If we don't finish everything, no problem. First Samuel chapter 10 verse 25. But let me really ask you a question. Is this helping you at all? Okay. Then Samuel told the people The manner of the kingdom And wrote it in a book And laid it up Before the Lord And Samuel sent all the people Away, every man to his house Samuel documented The analysis Of the operations of the kingdom How the kingdom is going to operate And where it's going to lead to the manner of the kingdom. This is how the kingdom is going to be. This is what we are going to do. If we do this, so this is what we are going to get. He wrote it and he said, everybody go home. If they come back the following day, they won't forget what was said yesterday because it's in a book. May God help you to write, to analyze, to document in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. A book is also, this is not a symbol. A book or documentation also helps you in staff management. And I'm praying that those of you who have not grown to that level, God will prosper you and grow you to that level. Staff management, systems, systems you can run, positions and job descriptions, all of these should be in a book. I have also been a victim of this where we have people employed that don't know what they are supposed to do. Yes. Ezra, chapter 6, verse 18. Glory to God in the highest. Ezra 6, verse 18. I think this one concerns especially those who have Your business has grown to the point you have people working for you. Let there be a proper documentation of staff, how you manage the staff, staff attitude, staff behavior. Amen and amen and amen. Positions everyone occupies, has occupied, how they performed in that position. And then, of course, job description. What does every position do? If it is properly documented and shown everyone, labor quarrels will drastically reduce. If it is properly documented and somebody does not do what he's supposed to do, when you see salary, it will be clear why you did. It's not just being wicked. Ezra chapter 6 verse 18. And they set the priests in their divisions and the Levites in their causes for the service of God which is at Jerusalem as it is written in the book of Moses. The priests in their division, the Levites in their causes. You know what it means? Everybody was given exactly what they are going to be doing. Job specification. It's not okay, Levi's, Levi's coming, please coming. Everybody start walking. Hello? You say what? Oh, some will when you say everybody coming, coming. All of us, let's start walking. Some will be gisting. The moment they see you coming, they will bend down and walk. When you leave, they will gist again. When you do like that, some will bear the burden, others will lazy around. Yes, yeah, some will bear the burden. Why others lazy around? When we were young, when we were in the village, there was a time when we, go, when, we, when we go to the farm. My father would say, make sure you, three of you, you, myself, Pastor Jones, and my younger brother, make sure you finish this place. In such operations, some will work, some will not work. But the days he comes and says, you will walk from here to here. This is your portion today. Anytime you finish it, you're free to go home. You, you will take from here to here. This is your portion. Whenever you finish, you go. We walk faster. Because everybody wants to go. But the other one, they used to cheat me. Because I, I, I tried to be the good boy who wants to walk quick and go. Then the other two guys would be at my back gisting. If I say, oh boy, me can have bend that, me could walk now. They say, oh boy, no verse, no verse, no verse. <laughs> After a while, they continue gisting. Hello, let there be a proper documentation of how things should go. Who should do what. Another thing I realize in life is when there is no job description, you don't know who to hold responsible for what. When something spoiled, ah, sister, what happened to this? He said, "Not be me, or maybe not the other sister." Hey, sister, what happened? Yeah, it's not me. I was not. Around. Maybe not the other one. And you never hold anybody. Praise God. But people will protect what they know they will be held responsible for. Amen and amen and amen. Let me let me finish this matter of books and then let us pray. I don't know what number I'm doing now. Eight, books are also basis for determining proper reward system and promotion. Books are basis for what? Determining proper reward system and promotions. Esther chapter 2 verse 21. Esther chapter 2 verse 21 to 23. And we jump to chapter 6. And read from verse 1 also. Esther 2, 21 to 23. Can I have it? Can I have it? In those days while Mordecai sat in the king's gate, two of the king's chamberlains, Bictan and Teresh, of those which kept the door, were wroth and sought to lay hands on the king Ahasuerus. 22. And when inquisition and and the thing was known to Mordecai, who told it unto Esther the queen? And Esther certified the king thereof in Mordecai's name, 23. And when inquisition was made of the matter, it was found out, therefore, they were both hanged on a tree. And it was written in the book of the chronicles before the king. There's something I realize in life. I just realize it as I observe things. Great people are smart. When you see the things they do, as long as it is not ungodly and unscriptural, you may need to learn it. Why would the king hang to people and say, Write it down? Then you find out in chapter 6, chapter 6, verse 1. On that night could not the king sleep. And he commanded to bring the book of records of the chronicles. And they were brought. And they were, sorry, read before the king. Let me tell you something the spirit of God taught me from this verse. The king could not sleep. Hello? And he sent them to bring the book of the chronicles. And before I used to I, I used to think maybe since he couldn't sleep just bring me the book for passing time I realized it was not for passing time the king was sensitive to know that I feel rattled everybody listen please I feel rattled in my spirit that like there is something I need to do that has not been done have you ever been there Oh, help me. Have you ever been there? There are times your spirit is picking a signal. Like there is something you should do that you haven't done. But you can't lay your hand on exactly what it is. Come on, help me. Sometimes you're traveling and you know you're forgetting something but you don't know what it is. Hey. It's like there's something I haven't packed. It's like there's something I'm forgetting. But you don't know exactly what it is. It used to happen to me. What am I forgetting? What am I? I this is my packing. There's something I'm, 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 I'm not fixing. And then I'll just get there and discover I, I didn't put any stockings. That was the situation. He, he couldn't sleep. And he was sensitive. He understood there is something I need to attend to that I've not attended to. That's why I'm not sleeping. How do I know what it is? Give me the book of records. What if there were no records? Hello? And it was found written that Mordecai had told of Bictan and Teresh, two of the king's chamberlain, the keepers of the door, who sought to lay hand on the king Ahasuerus. Verse 3. And the king said, What honor and dignity had been done to Mordecai for this? What if he didn't write it down? Then said the king's servant that ministered unto him, There is nothing done for him. Verse 4. I think we should stop reading. You know the rest of the story. Praise God. Praise God. Now, having a document helped him to dish out a proper reward. When you don't have a document of staff behavior, staff commitment, staff attitude, you do salary increment at at random and it never helps the system when those who didn't walk are rewarded, those who walk don't see why they should walk more. When those who walked see that there was no difference, there was no distinction between them and those who didn't walk, their morale dies. And sometimes what is responsible is lack of records. That's why proper organizations there is a you clock in when you come to work. They have to know when you came. They have to know when you left. Because it's all part of what builds up. Then when your immediate boss or supervisor wants to write your appraiser he will look at the records. Otherwise you're going to live a life of the day you are excited the person that smiles where you throw promotion This person has misbehaved for nine months. From January to November, this person was misbehaving. As soon as December reached, because Christmas bonus will have to flow. It becomes nice, and you too, you have forgotten. But other staff who suffered the pain of this person's misbehavior have not forgotten. Records, books will help you sort out things like that. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Amen Amen and amen. Amen. Books are symbols of understanding. Daniel said in Daniel 9-2, I understood by books. I understood by what? By books. Books are symbols of records. We have said that several times. Books are symbols of guidelines of how to do some things. Now, what we're considering was not just the book, but the book of this law. And I said I wanted to separate those two words, correct? What does law, a sense of law... Now, please understand, understand clearly. I am not here to advocate the laws of Moses. I am doing what is called applied interpretation of scripture come on there is something a sense of legalism does for you in business i'm not talking about legalism in faith now i'm talking about a sense of being being law conscious in business and when i talk about being law conscious okay let me describe it like this if you are conscious of the fact that if you break the law You will go to jail. You will try not to break it. Come on, help me. The same way, if you are conscious of the fact that if I break this very law, this particular law, nobody will arrest me, but my business will go down. You'll be careful not to break that law. Why some people don't build businesses well? It's because they don't care about law breaking. As far as no external ar- party is going to arrest them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So if you develop somewhat a sense of positive legalism. To hold yourself responsible. And say if I do this, this will happen. You will avoid many things that make people go down. May God help you to avoid it. In the mighty name of Jesus, may God help you to avoid it. In the mighty name of Jesus, may God help you to avoid it. What does this do for you? Number one, law tells you there are consequences. So you begin to look at what are the consequences of everything I am doing with my business or with my job? Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. You may be self-employed, it's your own business, but there is a consequence for a day you refuse to go to work. You know, that is easier for working class people to understand because if I don't go to work in a day, my boss will give me query, correct? Now, you are the boss of yourself now. Nobody may write a physical letter query and give you But for a day you're supposed to go to work, you refuse to go to work. Your result will give you query. Something will not be as it should be. Maybe something that could have been achieved on 15th of February will not have to wait till 21st. Have a mindset that believes that as far as my business is concerned, there is a consequence for every breaking of principle. Amen. Have it. It will help you. Amen. The Bible says because punishment against iniquity is not speedily executed. Men's hearts are fully set in them to do evil. The moment your heart refuses to understand legalism in business, you are going to be reckless. If you don't have a sense of law, there's a money you're not supposed to spend. You decide to spend it. Like people who use their capital to enjoy to chase pleasure. If, if that business, were, if that money was another person's money, and you know if you spend it for that thing, the person will arrest you and prosecute you. You wouldn't have spent it. So now it is your own, but don't also spend it. When you do that, you're helping yourself.